Hi, and welcome to Sleep Tight Relax. Hi there, and welcome to this episode of Sleep Tight Relax, sounds, music, and stories for calming busy minds. In this episode, Cheryl is going to continue with the adventures of Blackie the Lost Cat, written by Richard Barnum. This is one of our favorite story series that is open and readily available for all. As always, before we continue, I recommend you first find a suitable environment for comfort. If you're ready for sleep or just taking a break, turn the lights down and find your comfortable place. Position your pillows or your other little comforts. Remove distractions. Turn off notifications and Prepare to relax. This is a time to think of only your own well-being. Forget about homework, tests, work, or other challenges. And just take a deep breath. Now, take a deep breath in through your nose and release the breath through your mouth. Take another breath. Fill your body starting from the bottom of your abdomen and allow your breathing to relax you as you exhale fully. Breathe in gently, and as you breathe out, let the air carry the tension out of your body. Continue to breathe slowly and gently as you begin to focus on relaxing your whole body. Take your time and slow your breath. Focus only on your breathing and your body. Breathe in relaxation and breathe out tension. Breathe in calm and let all the tension go as you exhale.
Continue to breathe slowly and gently, deepening your state of relaxation more and more with each breath. As we listen to this episode's sleep story, continue breathing deeply, slowly, and gently. Chapter 9 Blackie scrambled down out of the cage of Dido, the dancing bear, ran between the legs of Tum-Tum, the jolly elephant who called to her in his big, kind, trumpety voice, and then stuck her head out under the circus tent. Is everything all right? asked Dido, who soon was to go in the ring and perform his tricks with his master. Yes, I don't see anything of those bad boys, answered Blackie, and then she quickly ran off the circus grounds. After one look back at the crowds of people, the gay fluttering flags, and the men selling pink lemonade, peanuts, and toy balloons. Another adventure, exclaimed Blackie, as she went to the little brook in the field to get a drink. Whoever would think that I should run into a circus, thought Blackie, as she washed her face with her paws. I don't believe even Speckle, as many times as he had run away, ever met Dido, the dancing bear, or Tum Tum, the jolly elephant. I wonder who that dog Don could be that Dido spoke of. I wonder if he would be kind to me if I met him. I could tell him I knew Dido and Tum Tum and that might make a difference. Of course, I don't know the bear and elephant very well, thought Blackie. But I had no time to stay to get better acquainted. A circus must be a strange place. Blackie did not quite know what to do next. She looked over the fields and far away she could see the white circus tent. Then she looked down in the water and she could see herself as in a looking glass. My, how rough my fur is, said Blackie. I'm all ruffled up, and I'm beginning to get thin, I do believe. 
That comes of not having enough to eat. I'm half starved. I think I'll go back home. I have had enough of running away. It's all very well to talk about having adventures and getting yourself in a book and all that, but Muffins was right. It is nicer to stay home. I don't wonder Speckle would not run away with me, nor Muffins either. Yes, that's what I will do, went on Blackie, as she took another look at herself in the water looking glass. I'll go back home. There's no use trying to find Mrs. Thompson, though she was very good and kind to me. I can't tell which is her house. I'll go back to the city, to Arthur and Mabel. They must be as lonesome for me as I am for them. The two children were. They had looked all over for Blackie and even put an advertisement in the newspapers asking anyone who saw their pet to bring her home. But Blackie was far away, for Mrs. Thompson had taken her on a long railroad journey. Sleeping in barns and running down in store cellars isn't good for a cat's fur, thought Blackie, as she saw how ruffled hers was. I must give myself a good cleaning before I go back home, or the children will not know me. So Blackie stayed in the field and washed herself with her red tongue. Then she crept up behind a house and found a piece of fish the farmer's wife had thrown out. It was not as nice fish as Blackie used to get in her own home, but she could find no better. Never mind, said the black cat to herself. I'll soon be where I belong, and I'll never run away again. I'm going home. So Blackie started to go to her home, but she found the same trouble she had found in trying to get back to Mrs. Thompson. Blackie was so far away from her home with the good children that she could not find it. Up and down, here and there, she wandered for several days, but she could not find her home. Oh dear, Blackie exclaimed one day when all tired out and hungry and thirsty, she lay down in the grass to rest. Oh dear, I'm lost. That's all there is about it. I don't know where my home is and I'm lost. I wonder what I had better do. Blackie was all alone. There was no one to tell her what to do. So she had to think it out for herself. Let me see now, she said. Even though I am lost, I must have something to eat and drink and a place to sleep. I think I had better go to some house and see if they will take me in. 
If they will, perhaps they will keep me for a while, until I get fat again and feel better. And then I can find my own home. Yes, that is what I will do. I have wandered around enough. I'll go to some house and meow. They'll know that I'm hungry and feed me. Blackie walked out of the field to the road and down that toward a big white farmhouse. It looked so nice and clean that Blackie thought surely it would be a good home for her. I'll go around to the kitchen door, thought Blackie. That is where there will be something to eat. She went around the gravel walk of the house and toward the back door. But just as she was getting up the back steps, down them rushed a big dog, barking loudly and calling out an animal talk. Hi there, no cats allowed around here. Be off. Oh, 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 oh. Blackie did not stop to talk. Away she ran as fast as she could go. And as she saw over her shoulder, the dog coming after her, up a tree she ran. The dog came to a stop at the bottom of the tree and barking up at Blackie said, what do you mean by coming here anyhow? Who are you and what do you want? Before she had run away, and while she was living with Arthur and Mabel, Blackie would not have paid much attention to any dog. She knew very few dogs, not even the one next door. And most dogs were cross and ugly, she thought. She did not think it was safe to talk to them. But now she was up a tree, and she knew it would be safe to speak to this dog from up there. Also, Blackie was so tired and hungry that she felt she must do something to get help. And perhaps this dog was not as cross as some, even if he did chase her. He might tell her where to get something to eat. So sitting on the limb of the tree and looking down at the dog, Blackie said, Please be nice to me, Mr. Dog. I am so tired and hungry and I'm lost. I ran away, Mr. Dog. Hmm, ran away, did you? Said the dog's voice, which was softer now. I ran away once myself, but my name is not Mr. Dog. It is Don. What? Is your name Don? Cried Blackie and she was so surprised that she nearly fell off the limb of the tree. Why, I've heard about you, Don. You have? From who? Don wanted to know. From your friends in the circus. Dido, the dancing bear, and Tum Tum, the jolly elephant. Well, I never, barked Don. So you know them, do you? Yes, I have met them. Though I can't say I know them very well, they told me about you. They did, huh? 
Well, well, fancy now, you meeting Dido, the dancing bear. He's a great chap, isn't he? And such a fine dancer. Oh, I didn't see him dance, answered Blackie. I only ran in his cage to get away from some bad boys. Dido was very kind to me. I suppose you mean I wasn't kind, said Don. Oh, I didn't say that, went on Blackie quickly. Well, I guess I was a bit cross and quick, admitted Don. But I didn't mean anything. Everyone says my bark is worse than my bite. I didn't intend to bite you anyhow. I was just going to chase you away. They don't like cats at our house. Oh, I am so sorry, said Blackie sadly. I hoped I might get something to eat and drink here. Oh, I guess I can fix that all right for you, said Don in a much kinder voice. But you surprise me when you tell me you met my friends, Dido and Tum-Tum. Take that elephant chap now. Didn't you find Tum-Tum a fine, jolly fellow? Why, he looked so, said Blackie. And Dido said he was, so I guess he must be. Oh, he is, barked Don. I know him well. He's the jolliest elephant you'd want to meet. Had a book written about him, too. So Dido was saying, I just spoke to Tum-Tum, or rather, he spoke to me as I was running out of the circus tent. Say, look here now, said Don a bit sharply. I hope you didn't run away from the circus. That wouldn't be right, and if Dido hid you in his cage, it might get him in trouble. Oh, no, I don't belong to the circus, said Blackie. I just happened to go in the tent. I belong at home, but I'm lost. I'll tell you all about it. Do, said Don. I should like to hear about your adventures, and I'll tell you some of mine. I'm in a book, too. So I heard. But first, said Don, I must see about getting you something to eat. Come down out of the tree. And you won't chase me or bite me? No, honest, I won't. See, I'll cross my tail. And Don waved his tail up and down and sideways, like a cross, to show he meant what he said. So Blackie came down out of the tree.
Chapter 10. Now we can talk nicely, said Don, as he walked alongside Blackie when she had jumped from the tree. Come over here in the shade and I'll tell you about my adventures. I've had some adventures too, spoke the cat. Not as wonderful as yours, perhaps, but still they were quite some for me. I never thought when I started out that I would meet a dancing bear and Tum Tum the jolly elephant. And I'm very glad I met you too, Don, especially since you are so good to me. Oh, don't mention it, went on Don. I'm sorry for what I did first. Now I'll begin. So Don told Blackie of his many adventures. But as I have written a book, especially about them, where you may read them for yourself, I won't put any of them down here. My, you had a perfectly wonderful time, exclaimed Blackie when Don was finished. Tell me about yourself now, invited the big dog. And Blackie did. She told how she had gone wandering off so that she might learn to become a fine fence jumper. How she had gotten on the roof of the house. How good Mrs. Thompson had taken care of her and brought her to the country. And how, finally, she had gotten lost. And I am lost yet, went on the black cat. I don't know where to go or what to do. Don, I thought I would find a place in this house to stay, but you tell me they don't like cats. They don't, Don said. At least they never kept a cat where I live now, and I am sure that shows they do not like them. For if they kept one, I would be friendly with her and not chase her as I did you. But for now, I'm not going to chase cats. I never knew before how nice they could be. I thought they always scratched and bit. And many a time I've had cats crook up their backs at me, make their tails big, and hiss like a snake. That is our way of scaring dogs, said Blackie. You see, most dogs are bigger and stronger than we, and the only way we can scare them is to fluff out our fur and make believe we are twice as big as we are. Then we hiss like a snake or steam like a steam pipe, and that scares this dog more. But I was so tired and frightened that I didn't try to scare you, Don. I'm glad you didn't. Now we'll be friends. But of course, if you see some other dog running at you, why, you'll scare him, I suppose, Blackie. Yes, I guess I will, answered the black cat, sort of smiling. The two new friends talked for some time longer, and then all at once Don said, Oh, Blackie, I forgot. You said you were hungry, didn't you? 
Yes, Don, I am hungry. But you say they don't like cats in your house, so I don't see how I am going to get anything to eat there. Oh, don't you worry about that, said Don with a laugh. I'll fix that, all right. Just you leave it to me. Now I'll tell you what you'll do. They feed me plenty well at this house, for they like me. They bring out nice bones and bits of meat, bread with gravy on it, and... Oh, don't talk about it, spoke Blackie quickly. It makes me hungry to hear about all those good things. Well, you'll be having some soon, said the dog, for they'll be bringing out my dinner directly. I think it will be chicken today. Oh, my. Chicken, meowed Blackie, putting out her red tongue. How good that sounds. It will taste good, too, said Don. How do you know you will have chicken? asked the black cat. Well, I always have the same thing the family has for dinner, Don said. And I know they are going to have chicken today, for I saw the butcher bringing some. The butcher's boy always sets his basket down on the back step when he rings the bell, and I can look in it. Do you ever take anything out? asked Blackie, sort of smiling. I did once when I was a little puppy, Don said, but I knew no better. So I never did it again. But now I'll tell you what to do, so you will have a good dinner. And will you have one too? asked Blackie. Oh, yes, indeed. Don't you worry about me. Now, you go and hide in my house, and when they bring me out my dinner, I'll give you all you want. Will there be enough for both of us? asked Blackie. Oh, yes, they bring me plenty of dinner. Look out, here they come with it now, into the house with you. Blackie looked and saw, coming down the back stoop, a cook. In her hand, she carried a dish, and even as she ran into the dog's house, Blackie could smell that it held something good. I believe it is chicken, thought the black cat. Oh, how nice! Don stood in front of his house as Blackie ran inside. Along came the cook. Here's your dinner, Don, said the cook. I brought you plenty this time because I thought you'd be hungry. And I thought I saw a cat round here a while ago, but I guess maybe I was mistaken because you wouldn't let a cat stay in your yard, would you, Don? Don barked and wagged his tail. Just what he said to the cook, she, of course, did not know, for she could not understand Don's language. But Don was sort of laughing to himself. There was a cat in his house all the time, and the cook did not know it. Here's your dinner now, Don. Eat it, she continued. I'll get you some fresh water, too. And when she had set down the dish of chicken, which was left over from the family dinner, and had given Don some fresh water, the cook went back in the house. 
Are you there, Blackie? Asked Dawn in a dog whisper. Yes, I'm here, answered the cat from inside the house. Then come on out and have some dinner. I think you can guess how good the chicken dinner tasted to poor, hungry Blackie. She ate so much that she was afraid she would take more than her share and not leave enough for Don. But don't you worry about that, said the dog kindly when Blackie spoke about it. You eat all you want. I'll have plenty, and anyhow, I can get more later. So Blackie had the first really good meal she had eaten since she left Mrs. Thompson. And when she had taken a good drink of water, she felt much better. Now, you go sleep in my house, said Don, and no one will disturb you. I always like to sleep after a good meal. So do I, said Blackie. For several days, Blackie lived with Don in his house, keeping out of sight of the people in the house. I don't really suppose they would have minded Blackie, only they had gotten out of the habit of keeping a cat. So Don imagined they did not like such animals. Anyhow, he and Blackie thought it would be best for the black cat to remain quietly in the house, and she did. Well, I think I'll be traveling on, said Blackie one day. Traveling on? asked Don. Where are you going? Back to the circus? Oh, no, answered Blackie. I don't belong there. I am going back to the home where I lived with the little boy and girl, Arthur and Mabel. I am lonesome for them, and I'm sure they miss me. Do you know how to find your way back to them? asked Don. Well, no, not exactly, replied Blackie. But I am lost anyhow, and I can't be any more lost than I am now, no matter what I do. No, I suppose not, Don said. So I am going to wander on, over the fields and through the woods, until I get back to the city where Arthur and Mabel live. Then perhaps I can find their house. All right, I am sorry to have you go, Don said, for I have come to like you very much. And I like you, Blackie spoke politely. I never knew how nice cats were before, went on the dog. And if you meet Tum Tum, the elephant, or Dido, the dancing bear, on your journey. Give them my love. I shall, said the cat. Then she told Don goodbye, and the two rubbed noses together, and Blackie started over the fields and through the woods. She had so many adventures that I cannot get them all in this book but I will mention a few 
before I come to the big adventure by which Blackie finally found her home again. Once, as she was sleeping in the woods, she heard a hissing noise like a steam radiator. And she jumped up in time to see a big snake crawling along, his tongue going in and out as fast as anything. Oh, exclaimed Blackie, are you going to bite me? No, indeed, answered the snake. I don't bite cats unless they scratch me, and you haven't done that. I am on my way to find a hen's nest. Are you going to bite a chicken? asked Blackie. No, but I am going to eat some of her eggs. And away crawled the snake. I'm glad I am not an egg, thought Blackie. Another time, Blackie had a nice adventure. She was walking along a country road, and she was quite tired and warm, for the sun was shining brightly. Blackie was hungry, too. All at once, she heard a horn blow. Toot, toot, toot. Ha! Huh. I wonder if that can be Dido, the dancing bear, thought Blackie. He told me when he went around doing his tricks, his master blew on a horn. Perhaps Dido has come out of the circus and is going around dancing as he did at first. But Blackie soon saw that it was not Dido's horn that was being blown. The sound came from a man who was riding on a wagon, and from the wagon came a nice smell of fresh fish. Oh, how hungry I am, thought Blackie. How I wish I had a piece of fish. And what do you think happened? Why, when the wagon came up to Blackie, the man on it stopped tooting his horn and said, Hello, kitty. Would you like a nice fish head? Meow, answered Blackie, which was as near as she could say to yes in our language. Here you are, the man said, and he tossed out onto the grass a nice fish head, which cats like almost better than anything else. Meow, meow, said Blackie, which was her way of saying thank you. Then she ate the fish head while the kind man drove on, blowing his horn. Toot, 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 toot. That meant he had fish to sell. For several days, Blackie traveled on, eating as best she could and getting water to drink at wayside brooks. But she could not seem to find her home where Arthur and Mabel lived. One day, Blackie was going along a street where it was nice and quiet. She looked up at the houses, wondering if she could go up to one of them and beg for something to eat or some milk to drink. All at once, 
Blackie heard a dog barking, and she saw one run down off the step at her. He was only a small dog, and instead of running away, as she might have done, Blackie thought to herself, here is where I scare that dog. I'm going to crook up my back, puff out my tail, and hiss like a snake. I'll see what he does then. As soon as the dog got close to her, up went Blackie's back until it looked like a hill of black fur. Her tail grew twice as large as it usually was, for she made the fur stick out straight. And oh, how she hissed! <laughs> Howled the dog, and he stood still and barked hard at Blackie, but did not come near enough to bite her. went the black cat. <laughs> Howled the dog. And then he was so frightened that he turned around and ran up the steps.